Well, I wanted to talk to you too about like you're a Toronto guy, right? Ontario originally. I'm from there, yeah. Yeah, and For sure. but somehow you've come here and have like a, an understanding of this market. I think that is like unparalleled. You have somehow become like the voice of the fans in a lot of ways, which I'm sure. Uh, there are I people, think I, I think a portion of the fans. Yeah, there I are think people in your Twitter mentions who would disagree with that. I'm yeah, sure. I th- but I think that there. I I do. I I'd like to think that I represent. A, a portion of the fans that uh, would be uh, no longer represented if I left. So you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm a voice in the media that I think is different from the other ones. That's my the way I see it. So. I agree. You're the only one I like. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that happen? As, like, a, no, how, as a non-Canucks fan. Funny, me too. How, how, did that, <laughs> how did that happen? Like, how do you just understand this market? Because it seems to be such a mystery to, like, Eastern media a lot. Yeah, well, I've been here since '05, so yeah, I've been true. here for for a long time, and um, uh, I I think it helped that I, I you know, early on, um, yeah, I befriended, like I came became friends with Tony, and we spent a lot of time together, hanging out, talking about old stories, and like that's like he's just an encyclopedia of everything that has happened with the team, and that, so there's all of this stuff. That's on the record. That's out there. That's you know been um, uh, been filed away, been written about. And then there's a whole, there's all these other layers of things that he opened my eyes to over the years, to how the league was fucking the Canucks and all the different things that were ha- and all the ways that uh, things happen behind the scenes and off the record. And I think that 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 definitely our friendship I think played a role in that. Um, but I, uh, but plus, I think that there's another, ele- there's another element to it, is that when I started, I felt like that kind of, you know, the, the old media guard, the old white guy, mainstream media in Canada, that whole group of them, uh, I felt bullied by those, like IMAC, and I've told this story in the podcast before, but those guys, you know, when I first started, they would call me out for like stupid things. They would call me the temp. They would give me a really hard time. They would try to box me out of different stories and stuff. And I remember thinking like at the time, like, okay, I'm going to take this right now. I'm not in a position to really fight back. But when I am in a position to fight back, I'm going to fucking kill you guys. (laughs) And so like, you know, flash forward, you know, 11 years later and iMac and I end up at the same sports department and, um, and he's like, I don't even understand. Like, I don't, how did our beef even start? And I like outline, okay, you did this to me. You did that to me. You did this to me. You did this to me. Full of pages. He's like, oh wow. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. (laughs) And I said, you created this. And I remember, and I told him just that. I said, and I thought at the time, if I'm ever in a position, I'm coming out swinging and I'm not going to stop. So, I think that that is an added element to it that I will push back against whoever it is, John Shannon, Cam Cole, IMAC here in Vancouver, some of, you know, some of the old time guys that have kind of represented Vancouver media, but it didn't stop there. Like, you know, Damian Cox, like there's, I've had, you know, all kinds of, you know, the list goes on and on. Puck Daddy. Like I remember Mike and, and Lawrence used, there were, there were times when, uh, like they would call me up, they'd be laughing, and they'd be on their way somewhere, like at night, like you know, at six o'clock at night, maybe going to dinner on their way back. Yeah, <clears throat> and they'd call me up, and they'd be like laughing, I'd be like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" 
and they go, Jason, like that, that would be Mike. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you see what Damien Cox tweeted? And I said, no, not yet. He goes, go take a look. So I'd go and look and I'd, it'd be something ridiculous about the Canucks. And he'd say, are you going to let him get away with that? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, fuck, am I? I don't know. Go, let me think about this. And then I'd sit on it for a bit, and then I'd be like, fuck no, let me get this guy. And so I'd... So he's, like, using you as, like, the team's attack dog. No, sometimes he would poke He would poke me, but, I mean, uh, lots of times he'd be mad at me. He'd be, you know, there would be... <clears throat> I, uh, Steve Bernier was one that we'd have big arguments about. And, Were you fair in the paper about Steve Bernier? I'd be like... <laughs> 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 like... Um, wow. Well, you know, live by the botch, die by the botch, right? It, yeah, because I remember well, it was um, – I think I wrote a story where he failed in Buffalo, San Jose in the beginning of the Canucks. So I'm like, I'm out on mm-hmm. Steve Bernier. He goes, you're three and out, call him. Is that fair to Steve Bernier? <laughs> go, yeah, fuck yeah, it's fair. <laughs> go, look at this guy. He's had multiple opportunities, hasn't done anything. So that there was there was a long time of, of back and forth between uh, between me and him. 